hello and welcome to this week's episode of the OdaFest podcast. I'm your host, Nancy, and I'm here with Angelo and Jay. I'm Nancy. I'm Jay. I'm still Jay. I like Angelo's version of my voice better. Everybody should be voiced by me. Except Morgan Freeman. Oh my. Yeah, he's allowed to stay. Definitely. As Calgary's largest nonprofit fandom convention, OdaFest provides fans of all ages with geeky interests a friendly place where they can feel like they belong. While we may not be able to provide a physical place for fans to get together and celebrate those common interests this year, we are thrilled to offer an online alternative, OdaFest 2021, a live-streamed event. With interactive programming, from 10 a.m. to 9 p.m., OdaFest 2021 will be a safe fun, and exciting convention experience unlike we've ever hosted before. More information will be announced over the next few months, so keep an eye out for a sneak peek into this year's features and programming. Lovers, I hope you can join us this year as we embark on a brand new adventure. Adventure! Adventure time! Adventure is out there. Yay! Outside where it's cold. Yeah, not for long. By the time that this episode goes live, it's supposed to be mildly less warm. Or mildly less cold. Mildly less cold. Back to standard winter temperatures rather than extreme cold. I want normal cold. I want normal cold back. Yeah, normal cold is way more preferable to this minus 30 extremity. Maybe. God, yesterday it was negative 18 out and I was like, oh. Oh, this feels fantastic. Oh, it's 10 degrees warmer than it was yesterday. This is wonderful. And at that point, I realized the 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 brain ice worms have like destroyed me. Yes. They they made me be like, yeah, negative 18, that's not too bad. At least you didn't put on shorts. You know, you no, know I they've didn't. gotten you if you go and put on shorts at minus 18. That is the truth. What day is today? It's Sunday. Well, I mean, for everybody hearing this, it's Wednesday. Oh my god, it might be Sunday. It it might be next Sunday by the time they're hearing this. Wild. I don't control when you listen to it. That is true. We need we need technology. Happy Valentine's Day. We need to be able to control when people listen to this. (laughs) Happy belated Valentine's. What are you guys getting up to? Nothing. I'm working because I'm alone. I'm going to order in sushi for Dio. Hmm. Sushi. That that is the way to a girl's heart right there. Yee. Unless she's mm-hmm. allergic to fish. Well yes. Uh, she is allergic to shellfish. I Just am not mildly allergic to certain shellfish. More importantly for me, tomorrow is I don't know, family day or something. And that means yeah. more money. Hell yeah. <laughs> the way to Jay's heart money. is money. No, that's not true. But I do appreciate the goods and services that I may purchase. Sometimes working over the holidays feels great. Uh, my my second week, or rather, second last week of December check, it actually had me working Christmas and New Year's on that check. Mm-hmm. So from that one week, I made as much as I normally do in a month. Oh, wow. So you got like a double paycheck basically nice it was it, it felt very good so did you spend that extra moolah on anything i i not yet 
Not yet. But I'm still tired. It's been over a month since then. It's been a month and a half since the end of uh, December, and I'm still tired from all that overtime I took on. Damn. That's or rough, maybe man. you're just older now, and you're going to be more and more perpetually tired. Yeah, that's probably it. Mmm. Adulthood. Adulthood. The best. Ugh. Speaking of Ugh, being an adult boomer, who man. spends money irresponsibly, or in some cases, responsibly... No, no, somewhat irresponsibly, but masked by responsibility. Um, we've been thinking about buying a really nice office chair. And not because I just Ooh. want a really nice office chair. It's because Sean's back very, very much needs it. Uh, you don't have to go an all-out crazy with, like, the Herman Miller. You don't have to spend $2,000 on an office chair. You can get ones that are, like, 90% as good for, like, the three to $400 price range. Actually, didn't Dio get, like, a fancy gaming chair not that long ago? I wanted to ask about she that. She got the Herman Miller uh-huh. uh, Logitech office chair. I can't remember which one. That was the one I was but, thinking about getting. Yes. So she specifically got the Logitech version of it because mm-hmm. it was $100 cheaper than just the regular black. Mm. Uh, it is an amazing office chair. And because she works from home, she can use it as a tax write-off. Yeah, that's the other thing. We both permanently work from home. So Sean mm-hmm. needs somewhere to sit for more than just eight hours of the day. In that case, a really, really good office chair might be uh, really helpful. But uh, there was one really good video uh, put out by a technology channel I like Mm -hmm. recently. Uh, It was the Gamers Nexus office chair roundup video. Oh, yeah. Where they got like uh, eight or nine different common office chairs off of Amazon, including like the the Herman Miller Aeron for like $2,000. Oh, wow. They included a couple like two to three hundred dollar units in there. And then they also included gamer chairs just because everybody hates them. (laughs) <laughs> Just because everyone hates on them so much. And uh, it, it it was a very, uh, very interesting video, I think, because, yeah, a lot of people, a, a lot of like streamers and like gamers I see is like, yeah, well, I want to get the gamer chairs. And I'm like, dude, dude, save your back. Mm-hmm. Don't do it, bro. Bro, mm-hmm. no, don't don't get the gamer chair. Bro, go, bro, get yourself an office chair, bro. Dude, get yourself a chair that was made for people to be sitting in it for 8 to 12 hours a day, bro. Your back will thank you. Yeah, that's the general sentiment against gaming chairs that I see. And it's really funny because every time I go to Costco, I'll take like a waltz down their office aisle full of like, you know, flats of paper and highlighters. And then right next to them is like an executive chair. And then right next to that is a gaming chair. And you sit in one and you're like, I don't I don't think I like the gaming chair very much. It's no, almost like office chairs and the people that inhabit them have been around much longer than gamers. <laughs> uh, the thing almost. about gaming chairs, right? They're trying to well, they're they're selling themselves on style. They are. And they're what trying to they're trying to evoke the style of like a, a proper rate like car racing chair. Yes. And for those type types of seats, for like racing seats and cars, they are made to form fit your body and they are made to stop you from moving so that when you're going around a corner at 200 miles an hour, you don't fucking fly out the side of your seat. It, it, it's made to fucking like suck you in, not for ergonomics. Mm-hmm. And true. when you're trying to make a seat that people are just going to lounge out in uh, for like eight hours a day. 
that's not good. People need to be able to move, to stretch, to, like, do things, to live. To be supported. And gamer chairs, they're coming from a direction where that was impossible. Like, the, the early, super early gaming chairs from, like, six or seven years ago, everything that they have done about them is wrong from an ergonomic standpoint. The the ones from like the last couple years are a little bit better about it, mm-hmm. but they're still just bad. Yep, and that's that's kind of just the whole the whole thing against gaming chairs in general. And kind of we, we've mentioned this on previous podcasts, but like there are certain companies that really try to sell you on that gamer aesthetic, and that doesn't necessarily mean that they're better at what they oh, are. Oh God, to be like for. Corsair is one hundred thousand percent about the gamer aesthetic. Uh, yeah. And not gonna lie, I kind of dig it in almost every product except the chairs. I'm, I mean, all of my RGB fans are Corsair, and they have my. I'm militantly against gaming chairs, but RGB, on the other hand, I am all for. Uh, <laughs> speaking of the whole computer, because like this is this came back from you know Nancy and her hubsy looking for gamer chair, but why would you need, or not gamer chair, but good office chair office chair chair for why would you possibly need one of those other than sean needing one well maybe it's because you have a laptop i heard somebody got their gaming laptop back yeah so after six weeks in the shop i got it back no wait it was me nancy (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh yeah so after six weeks in the shop it's finally back i think i went slightly off the deep end for that six weeks that i did not have my laptop. Aww. And because I wiped it before putting it in the shop, and then I wiped it again when I got it home from the shop, I had to reinstall everything on it. And it took me a solid day and a bit before I realized that I hadn't installed Steam yet. Wow. That's how much other wow. stuff that I needed to do on my laptop. Like, not like a day and a half of like solid me just sitting on my laptop, what but like a day you? and a half of actual time what elapsed. Are you even? Are you some sort of responsible person? Yeah. How dare? I also spent a bunch of time Why finalizing my keyboard, which was, God, that was a great success. Oh, this was, uh, you were replacing the springs, right? Right. So I have, I have a keyboard that is perfectly fine. It is like probably a mid-tier, entry-level-ish, like enthusiast keyboard. It's for people who actually do want to change things out every now and again because it's got hot swap sockets in it. And you should be able to just pull switches out and put new ones in whenever you want, which is cool. Um, if you feel like just having a totally different feel, you can just pop your keycaps off, take those switches out carefully, put new switches in also very carefully, and you'll just have like a whole different feel when you type. The the extra, the whole like extra, extra level comes in when you actually mod your switches. So I talked last time about uh, putting in different springs because these the springs that were in the switches that I had were really, really heavy. And you can see when you take them out that they're really dense springs. They don't have that much travel room. Um, When you try and compress them, just like between your thumb and your forefinger, it's it's pretty stiff. And I think I also mentioned that it's like 100 grams of force to bottom them out. It's 65-ish to actually get the key to actuate, but it's like 100 if you push it all the way down, which is 
pretty stiff by general standards. A lot of people like to sit in the 55, 60 range when it comes to like typing force. Yeah, like even 70 is a heavy key switch for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. For 100 grams of force to bottom out, that is beefy. And like, that's the way these were designed. And I loved typing on them. But with a hand injury that is exacerbated by having to press things really hard, it actually made sense for me to mod them. So what I did was I ordered some 55 gram springs. They're very pretty. Um, they're also very shiny. Very pretty and shiny? Are they RGB springs? Oh my god. Could you imagine RGB the springs? Corsair sell you springs. <laughs> <laughs> like that's totally non-functional. I get it. But like RGB springs, that'd be so weird. Um, <laughs> they're just, they're new. So they're shiny. And uh, there's a whole process to taking a switch apart. If you don't want to go and buy like a switch opener, I ended up 3D printing a couple of switch openers. And I say a couple oh my because God. the first time we did it, we didn't have the settings for a 0.2 millimeter nozzle properly figured out yet. So the first time it printed, the whole thing was fine, but the actual prongs themselves were so like bumpy and gloopy that it was really difficult to, to actually get it to work. They're supposed to just slide Ooh. under the clips and then the whole thing pops out and then everything's fine. But that's not what happened. So I actually ended up spending a lot of time trying to 3D print something. And as you know, 3D printing takes a long time. So for that time, the first, like, I want to say 15 to 20 switches, I opened by hand. And I absolutely wrecked some of my fingertips because I was trying oh, to no. do it with, like, a small, like a small screwdriver. screwdriver and just trying to, like, gently pry things open. And, oh, my God, my fingers hurt so much by the end of that what? weekend. I... I why was that decision made? <laughs> because I was really impatient and I just really wanted to get started on doing the mods. Mm. Um, Jay, have you ever tried to do something that you really no. wanted to do, but you didn't have the tools for it? Yeah. No, this was... I'm not that kind of person. <laughs> it's like it's like if you're trying to open something up and you don't have a screwdriver, you reach for a knife. No. A blunt if knife. You're, if you don't have a knife, you reach for a hammer. It's just, you're like, okay, okay, but... None of I don't have a toothpick. Tools Can I make this folded post-it note work? <laughs> like that's that's the kind of thing that you you'd end up this doing. This is where Angelo because... and I totally get each other. Like mm, that was yeah. that was not something I wanted to wait it's for. It's a great way to do something wrong. I mean you yes. can do it wrong, but you can also get by perfectly fine with improvised tools if you're careful. So at the expense of like some of my fingertips, I got the first 15 switches done. The rest of them were done after I got a proper switch opener going. Um, but the actual mods themselves were what made the biggest difference. So after you open the switch up, what I did was I, I did put a new spring in. That wasn't really the end of my mods. I actually ordered some films as well. The bottoms and top housings of switches can end up having a bit of like a top hat drum effect where you've got, you know, two, two hollow rounded plastic things and they're bumping into each other whenever you do a key press. Um, and the film basically fills in that gap so there's, there's a lot less wobble in there. So I filmed them. I oh. looped them. I got some Crytox 205 and put it all back together. And just having an unmodded switch and a modded switch next to each other, even with just the springs taken out and replaced, the lubed and filmed were drastic improvements. It's so much smoother. It sounds amazing. And your fingers kind of just feel like they're typing on little clouds. Oh, 
Oh my god, that sounds amazing. And so I've determined that if anyone ever wants me to mod a keyboard for them, I will do it for them. For a bit of money, but I will do it for them. Because I really enjoy this. What's a bit of money? I don't I'll know. give you about tree fitty. Tree fitty. <laughs> tree fitty without the decimal in it, right? Only decimals. Part of me wants to replace my current me keyboard. Mm -hmm. Like, I really like my 60% keyboard. Yeah. But I've seen stuff You've seen since I built this. I've seen things that I want more. Okay, so tell me what you're looking for and why it's attractive to you. So, compared to this one, so this one's a 60% keyboard. Okay. I've seen some that, that are not quite 65%. There are different 60% layout that yeah, have like the arrow keys in them. Yeah. And I want one of those. I want one with hot swappable keys. Mm. Uh, I want something where it kind of shows off the PCB. Mm. I want something where it's per key RGB. None of this just underglow bullshit that's like 10 LEDs. Like, actually, uh, even the underglow is pretty fucking awesome. Uh, <laughs> but my my PCB, the it just doesn't deliver enough current to the uh the the key cap mm -hmm. lighting so the all all 60 freaking leds that i put in mm -hmm. uh they're not bright enough they're too dim to actually be worth a damn right you mentioned that yes in a previous and episode so like i've got a lot of i've got a lot of things that i want in a keyboard and while this is just i really love this keyboard i really do and i love having the the special firmware on it mm -hmm. but i feel like i could Make this one specifically like the Stream Deck keyboard, and then I could have like the other one be my gaming keyboard, and that I think that would be amazing. And I would absolutely be there to help you put it all together. Yeah, because that would be so much fun. Like I honestly taking apart my keyboard multiple times, cleaning it all out. Um, I also did a couple of board mods, so I actually I told you that the stabs on mine were really rattly. Uh, some of that was because the internals of the stabs weren't lubed, so I fixed that. That was pretty easy. The other one, too, is that's really popular is that you put, like, a fabric band-aid on the PCB to stop it from bottoming out into the board, because that basically is a piece of plastic that slams into the board constantly. So that, a little bit of lube, and now my stabilizers sound amazing. There's still a little bit of rattle in them because they're plate mounted so they're just clipped on they're not like actually screwed into a pcb or anything for stability so that's where that bit of extra motion comes from but you can try and fix that if you like if you take a little bit of washi tape and just or like even like painter's tape something that's thin and sticky you can oh. jam it right in and just stop the stabilizers from rattling so anyway keyboard mods were very successful and i would absolutely do it for money that is good not gonna lie Based on what we had written in, <laughs> written in to talk about today, I did not think we were going to spend ten minutes on keyboards. <laughs> keyboards is serious business. Like, you misunderstand the passion that no, is behind I don't. some of these things. But I was like, based on uh, what Nancy uh, wanted to talk about, because it's a collaborative effort. You understand? I thought she'd be way more uh, excited about the laptop coming back, but no, apparently not. I needed to focus on something while the laptop was gone, okay? Uh-huh. <laughs> and it was a very time-consuming project, which I very much appreciate the fruits of my labor. Uh-huh. So have you, uh, have you stress-tested what was wrong with your laptop to see if it's uh, properly fixed now? Yes, and everything does appear to be doing well. 
Uh, battery has come back nice, un- nice. unbroken, thank God. Um, I've heard of some places where they give you back your laptop and the battery has lost a whole bunch of capacity because they put it through tests that they weren't supposed to. Ooh. But everything does appear okay. I will let you know as I continue stressing the hell out of it by playing multiple games at the same time, which I did do yesterday. Fair enough. (laughs) Nice. Multiple games at once. Yes. I had Genshin running in the background while I was playing Guild Wars, like short missions for story. Oh my god. It was hilarious and great. Uh, The thing about Guild Wars 2 that you need to know is that it's very CPU bound. So I was basically testing the GPU times CPU being like completely saturated by something all right that's fair it was fun that's fair it was fun uh you know what else uh cpu was really getting hammered do tell uh that would have been uh cd project red uncompressing all their backups i imagine oh no yeah yeah cd project red they got the big hackaroonie they got epically pwned which by the way was not a term i thought i would hear again since like 2006 <laughs> yeah that's that's fair but like so what what was the full story other than the fact that they got hacked? they got epically pwned <laughs> yes so uh cd project red has been having a little bit of a bad time lately after after the abysmal launch of cyberpunk they didn't really need this embarrassment but uh, on twitter the other day they posted a basically a press release stating how they had been uh effectively infiltrated i was the said that their stuff was all encrypted like we was it kind of like a crypto lock kind of thing of the source codes from your perforce server for yeah. cyberpunk witcher gwent and the unreleased version of witcher wow basically all we of their code got stolen all of your documents relating to accounting administration legal hr investor relations and more i don't know how much of it is true really but i don't whoa and they're like we haven't encountered all your it's basically ransomware stuff but again your sorry, I misquoted. It's hello, CD project. Your have been epically pwned. <laughs> I, remember <laughs> accuracy in journalism. They CD project read they they actually posted a text file that the supposed hacker left. That's what I'm on reading, there, yes. and it's like something that that a like a twelve year old script kitty would come up a with. A twelve year old script kitty again. From 2006. <laughs> yes. Because people don't say this anymore. People, no. uh, people have generally gravitated away from yelling like, oh, that's epic or whatever as epic, uh, thankfully, because I've always sort of hated that one. And then pwned. I mean, I have engaged in pwning once or you, twice. You have engaged in pure pwnage? Pwning, pwning had its time and place. And that time and place is a solid ten and a, <laughs> 10 plus years behind us. Yeah, uh, the, the the to pwn as a verb has yep. not been in in the common vernacular. the common vernacular in quite for the a better while. part of a decade. I don't know. Maybe it's making a comeback now. Maybe uh-huh. doubtful, but maybe. So how's uh, CD Projekt Red dealing with it? They said, "Screw off." They've then... already, to my understanding, they've already just recovered from backup. Yeah. And the, the supposed hacker update. group has already sold off source code, apparently. There was, like, an update where it was like, yeah, they, they think that a lot of the source code has been auctioned off on the dark web. The dark web. 
millions of dollars. Would someone really pay millions of dollars for the the dumpster fire? Guys, the games that are is already, the the cyberpunk source get, code. It's the source files. I understand it's the source files, but the games are already out. You could just play the games. You don't have to recompile the source code, guys. What if Bethesda bought it so that they could learn how to make a game with less bugs? Ooh, Oof. sick burn. True though. <laughs> um, I also think that like it's. I don't really understand the the purpose other than like you get to see their code because. If you get games from CD Projekt Red through GOG, which is their distribution platform, they're also DRM free. Yeah, so I was just gonna say I'm that. Not encouraging piracy here at the, but what I'm telling you is, they sort of are vulnerable to piracy because they don't care to, uh, you know, Lock DRM, DRM any of their stuff. And yeah. as far as I can fine. tell, the big thing here would be trying to uh, scour the source code for kinds of. Uh, maybe vulnerabilities that would allow someone to create a mod or something that's far more malicious than it lets on. Hmm. But potentially, uh, but I, I think that, and then I'm immediately, quite frankly, if you're getting someone to, if you're making someone download a mod, you are basically already adding, injecting code and whatever the hell else into the yeah. game. People, you, you've basically people... got the control you want at that point, and the yeah. person asked for it. So, yeah. so that wouldn't really be the right uh, motive. But if there's any other network functionality to the games that can be exploited, that would be the uh, the big vectors for attack. I don't know. I think there's a lot less value in that source code than they think there is. Uh, I feel mostly bad for like employees and like ex-employees where they're going to have their data for quite a while if they have employee data at all. But then that's like a whole other bucket of illegality that you don't want to deal with, which is like... Essentially, it's one thing for you to go after like corporation assets, but once you kind of delve into like potential identity theft shit, you're gonna get hounded down. So I'd be super careful about that shit. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, not the saying that they're not super careful, but these are also people who are epically poning uh, the general gaming community. So I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't you think can't, they're... You can't rise up against gamers. Oh. Gamers rise up against you. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Ask GameStop stock how much gamers... GameStonks. Stonks. Yeah, GameStonks. I think it's back down to like $30. Oh, no, I'm not, I, I was wrong. It's it's still at 50 It's It's around 50 right now, which is... Honestly, based on the stuff we talked about last time, it's like this is where I expected it to sort of just chill. You if know. it stays at 50 for an appreciable length of time, a they lot of won. the hedge funds... Yeah. <laughs> game, no, no, Game GameStonks won. won. Yeah. <laughs> so good for them, I guess. But, yeah, I don't know. CD Projekt Red, I, at this point, like, I sort of wonder if there's a chance they might get bought out or fold. You think so? You think it's that bad? Uh, it's just a lot of hits to take all at the same time. And sometimes you can't recover from a perspective of like being a a strong corporation with strong relationships to you know whoever their uh, publishers may be, whoever other uh, private investors may be. Like a lot of people, like this is the kind of stuff that you know. Uh, I don't know if CG Project Red is publicly traded, but if it is, your your shareholders. And even if it's not, your shareholders are bound to be like, this is just too much. I could just 
invest in some other gaming company or some other thing in the uh general you know type of business and then not have to worry about all the bad that's coming with this right now even though they they want to support them or whatever you know like if they have if they're public traded i would assume that they're like their i feel like uh would take a huge hit i feel like cd project red can weather this i really do uh quite frankly they have enough non-game assets that they're very much like valve they would not have to make games to be profitable as a company they could just throw everything they have into gog yeah like gog is not as big as steam but it is as far as uh online game storefronts go gog is probably the closest thing you could argue to being a legitimate competitor so they are publicly traded on some market don't know i'm not familiar with the name of this one but they have lost about a hundred dollars per share Oof. yeah what are they at right now a month uh 263 down from 365 yeah they'll be fine which is the peak uh at the end of january which is a month and then but in december 2020 right around a certain uh no actually that wasn't the release date the release date was november wasn't it november sometime Mm -hmm. they did peak at 443 so like they're down from their highest peak over the last year by 200 dollars i mean that's not enough to like sink them i mean that's pretty good i don't know what the what the hell is pln if i were a gambling man i would get in during the low and then sell whenever the next witcher game comes out (laughs) but uh no, no, I am I am not the kind of person to spend money on the stock market at all. I'm not either. Especially not the, the European sort. or Polish stock market, whatever it is. It's about $80 Canadian right now. Oh. Okay. Cool. Still though, but I yeah. I don't think I don't think this will fold them. I I have quite a bit of faith in the fact that they'll probably be able to diversify their way out of it. Maybe, but it really depends on how their whatever their next project is, which is at this point many years out because Witcher Witcher's not getting another thing for a while, uh, is the expectation. They're gonna be working on Cyberpunk and focusing on that for a while. So they don't have another sort of major product release that is publicly known um to sort of help boost the optics for a while. So they're going to have to work with what they have. Fair and that can be that can be really tough. We'll see what but happens. But it sounds I've, like I've they've recovered from this bit anyway. This whole being hacked business. Hopefully. Hopefully. Uh, like I still I still want to support them. I still I'm I'm waiting for patches for my cyberpunk. I mm-hmm. think it's coming pretty soon. There's another major patch. Yeah. I just want to finish my 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 side quests. Finish <laughs> my side quests. Side quests. It's all about the yeah. side quests. Angela, what would you spend money on? Ooh, what would I spend money on? Responsibly, but also so irresponsibly. Many oh, oh, okay. Well, ooh, ooh. There's so many things that I could spend money on. I could spend money on a new car if I wanted to, but I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> How old is your car, actually? Uh, 2007. Uh, my car is having problems. I'm going to be selling it in the spring. Oh, yeah. that's a shame. Yeah. Are you going to get something much newer? 
Uh, actually, I'm thinking I'm not going to get anything at all. Ooh, you're going to go the car-free life. It's like you're driving nothing at all. The reality like is that Dio's, uh, like Dio's Hyundai, she's got a 2013 Hyundai Elantra, and it barely gets used because she's right. work from home, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and considering we've got that and the Camaro, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I could easily car. just take your Hyundai or the Camaro if I'm feeling spicy that day. Spicy Angela. and uh, and they, there'd still be a car left at home. It doesn't make sense for ha- having three cars between two adults, right? Mm-hmm. I'd agree. With and then that. my mom's also got a car, so it would be four cars between three adults. I was gonna say you guys actually have a lot. Of we have cars. more cars than we need, and you get to pay insurance and everything. and all that fun exactly, stuff. exactly. So while part Privilege. of me would really want to get like a, a jeep or something. <laughs> Jeep. The Jeep. reality Jeep. is that buying any car at this point is the fiscally irresponsible move. Mm-hmm. I'd agree with that. Just sell my car, cut my ties with it, learn how to drive standard, and we get Standard's Gucci. great. You'll love it. Yee. I'm excited. And I'm going to learn in the summer when it's easy to learn. Just remember not to put really soft rubber tires on. Yes. Okay, good. Yeah, we have, uh, I think, all seasons on the Camaro. And I don't know what's on the the Elantra right now. You should be fine. What else would you spend money on? What else would I spend money on? I don't know. We, there, there's, like, holiday stuff I could spend money on, but who would do that? There's a holiday? Uh, is holidays? What's a holiday? Like, the, is Valentine's Day a holiday? I don't think no. it really counts as one. It's a Hallmark holiday. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you could spend the money on discount Valentine's candy. Okay, fair. Yeah. I could, I could get behind discount candy. What else would I'm you all buy? about discount candy. What is your favorite Valentine's candy? I don't know that I really have one. Just give me Ferrero Rocher every oh, day. Oh, yeah. Ferrero Rochers Ferrero are kind Rocher. of standard, but they're not like a oh. Valentine-specific thing. No, they are not. So... So I've got uh, a bag of candy hearts on my desk. Uh-huh. And like, uh, like the cinnamon those. hearts. Cinnamon hearts, specifically. Mm, and they've them, been... They're not great. I've, I love them. I like them, too. Just cinnamon? Uh, like, just cinnamon flavor. Like, I like cinnamon, but it shouldn't be, like, the only predominant... My God, are we getting back to... The... It's time nope. to rant about cinnamon. No. <laughs> Actually. And all cinnamon related products. This what is I'm a thinking, thing that we talk about every Valentine's Day. I've got, uh, I've got some uh, some uh, Appleton rum in the fridge. Nice. And I'm thinking, you know what? I could just dump a bunch of cinnamon hearts into the rum. You could. And then you'd what basically get something that fireball. tastes like Goldschlager. <laughs> could have just uh, bought Fireball. I haven't had Fireball in a while, but it's way more expensive now than it deserves to be. Hmm. That's what how I feel about McDonald's. Hmm. Back when I was in college, Fireball was like 18 bucks for a bottle of it for a 2.6. And that was pretty good. And then I move out here and it's like $25 for a bottle. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I think the last time I was at the store, it was still around that price, 25 right. 26 a bottle. And I'm like, okay. I always forget. I appreciate but- it. Angelo, can you remind me what a two six is again? Uh, twenty six ounce. It's it's the number. A seven hundred and fifty mil. Okay, yes. thank you, thank you for translating standard, that into sta- metric. Standard wine bottle size, technically. Is that? Oh yeah. yeah, that is wine bottle size. Yeah, you're right. Yep. Uh, another really crappy candy is also heart shaped, and I don't understand the appeal of them. <laughs> Conversation hearts. 
doesn't make yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, the me. candy hearts, the the chalky hearts. Didn't we talk about these last week? Yeah, they taste a like chalk bit, and nothing else. But like, it's specifically because it is Valentine's Day. I want to revisit it. I think they're just the worst. Like, they're, they're really cute. Candy. They're even and worse they're a great than idea. But yeah, the candy is actually awful. They're mm-hmm. actually worse than the other standard candy somehow. Because they're like chalkier and drier somehow. Is it's there like an artisanal bigger. conversation hearts? Like someone who's done the conversation bit really well, but the candy also tastes really good. Like has anyone done this? Because if not, this sounds like a perfect Congratulations, Nancy is opening up her Etsy Woo! for artisanal conversation hearts and keycap. Oh my uh, god, conversational mods. heart keycaps. <laughs> no. They exist. Oh. No! I don't want to. I'm they sorry exist. I said anything. I want to leave. <laughs> you can have you can have heart shaped candy uh, keycaps for every letter of the alphabet. You know every letter. Yes, even the every. Cyrillic ones, if you really want to. Yeah, oh, you know. Yeah. Hmm. 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 The question is: Are there any other like good Valentine's candy that's not just chocolate? And not chalky pieces of crap. Isn't there uh, like? Hearts. What about Hershey's? Isn't kisses? there a Valentine's version of Peeps? Peeps. I've never had peeps. a peep, and I don't marshmallow know. peeps. Are those the little marshmallow chicks? Yeah. Yeah, they they have yeah, like marshmallow hearts, but they don't taste as good yeah. as regular marshmallows. Here's a here's the thing. Here's the thing. I just this just popped into my mind. So may, many major holidays in North America have a candy associated with them yeah easter like has easter, chocolate yeah uh, you could well, say valentine's is chocolate peeps. as well but i'm willing to say it's not always chocolate because of the other things we talked about like the, the thematic whatever um you have okay thanksgiving doesn't really have one well thanksgiving has the turkey it's it's the food if you it's will. the oh yeah it's the food as a whole mm-hmm. uh obviously christmas and wintertime has candy canes yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Halloween has uh, candy ooh, corn. After eights, and Terry's chocolates. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. I would argue that for how shallow <laughs> Valentine's Day potentially is for some people. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's lots of arguments for it being pretty shallow. Yeah, as a I, I know. I know. Um, it's only as shallow as you it's make gotta, it. It's got to have some of the worst candy too, unless you really don't like candy canes. But candy canes I mean, are fun. It's, it, it North American Valentine's Day. It's really just yeah. Buy someone a big old novelty shaped box of the regular chocolate that we sell the rest of the year, right? And then like, sure, flowers and cards or whatever date night. Yeah, but there's no you like can't specifically... eat flowers and cards. Yeah, but like it's not like like all of the stuff is sort of uh, non-standard. So is chocolate the standard for for Valentine's Day, or is it the other special stuff? A, a box is... of chocolates is the stuff. It, that's it's the thing. So generic. So. You can buy a box oh, of yeah. chocolates for any occasion, anytime. Yeah, anytime, anywhere. Which yeah, is, but they're buy, not always heart shaped. I think I've said this boxes. before. It's my default gift. Box of chocolates. Chocolate. Really? Yeah. Huh. It's my default gift. Buy like a buy a probably like ten thousand percent. Ten thousand. Anytime I don't know what to get somebody. And I just don't have like enough information, and like I try to be a good gifter because I like I'm one of those people who you get them a I box see, of chocolates because you don't have the information for, like that makes me think of you. They open it up, I would, give and them. then they realize, but Jay, uh, I'm deathly allergic to chocolates. Why? <laughs> and would I'm you like, give me I this, didn't like you that much anyway. In a box. Wow. 
that I didn't really like you. That's, you know, it's the thought that counts, remember? <laughs> it's the thought that counts. And for, Nancy, for Nancy, we'll get her a nice big box of chocolate, but inside, it's actually just a new custom set of keycaps. Oh, man. That sounds like a rough time. Like <laughs> Made of chocolate. Oh, wait, you can't even use those. Those aren't even socky. Hell yeah. What about, what about a novelty uh, keyboard that's made out of graham crackers uh, that uses marshmallow keycaps glued to the graham cracker with chocolate? What if the marshmallows are the springs under the keycaps? Oh. I was going to say, like, I think you've, you've done it wrong where the, the graham cracker should clearly be the keycap. And well, the, the graham cracker would have spring to be the should absolutely should be the... PCB. Anyway, that's gone off the rails. <laughs> you know what else is off the rails? What? You know what else you could have for Valentine's Day? What? No. Government-sanctioned Wobbly Pop. Tell me about mm. Wobbly Pop. Tell me about the special soda. Yeah, tell me about so I was on albertacannabis.org the other day. The only, the only website where you can legally order cannabis in Alberta, to my understanding. And I was just browsing through and I was like, whoa, those are those are beverage cans. What are those? And so I look, I look and it is literally THC infused pops, like bottles of pop. Uh huh. And I'm like, wait, this is amazing. Question. And so I look through. Question. Question. Do you still taste the weedy taste? So it's I will get to that. It's 100% weedy. It's weed water. So <laughs> yeah, it it's, is it's weed actually water. old bong water. Ew. So, <laughs> and then they've put it into a soda stream. <laughs> so I've got, uh, I got two that I've tried so far. Uh-huh. One was a mango pineapple flavor. Okay. And if you didn't tell me. When I was drinking this, I would have thought, oh, this is like an, a fancy Italian soda. Like, it's not so sickeningly sweet, but the flavor's there. It's just it's just a good fucking pop. Mm. And then, of course, like, an hour and a half later, I was over the moon. Hell yeah. Oh, so you literally couldn't tell. If someone just gave that to me and told me it was a regular drink, I would not have been able to tell. Oh, that's dangerous. It was very dangerous. Oh, dear. Like, that's... You, only have one. You know, that's kind of interesting because, you know, when they go through product development, they must have thought about that. They were like, do you want a good drink or a drink that informs you that you're about to get high and you won't want to drink any more of them? So, you know, like, I'm sure that has to be part of the development I had that, for that product. two nights ago. And so that one set the bar for me. And it set the bar high. Like, not even, no puns intended. I was going to say... It set the bar high. You could just give that to me as regular soda, and I would be all over it. Like, it was that good. Hmm. hmm. But then the yeah, other one that I got... Not a good thing when you're dealing with an edible, essentially. Yeah. 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 So the other thing I got mm-hmm. was called Deep Space Flavor. Uh... And I mean, when someone gives you something called Deep Space Flavor, you don't know what you're expecting. Yeah. Well, that's... space and, is supposed uh, to smell like burnt steak. So did it smell or taste like burnt steak? Why burnt no. steak? It it tasted like discount Red Bull. Ew. Like nice. discount Red Bull. Ew. Except with a weedy flavor. Oh. Maybe that's for the better, to be honest. Like, quite frankly, I have mixed feelings about it. Uh-huh. Uh, it was absolutely not pleasant to drink well, like the first one was. Yeah. Absolutely not. Uh, the other thing about it was that 
It's actually higher calorie. It's 100 calories, whereas the other one is 60. What? They needed more sugar to hide how awful it was. It's probably even yeah. less tasty with less sugar in it. So with the, the really good tasting one, I finished off the can in like five minutes the other night. Holy crap. And so it all hit me at once. Whereas okay. with this one, because it took like more like 20, 30 minutes to get through this small can. It's like a 200 milliliter can. It actually ramped up much slower. And it, it, it was like a slower burn. So more if, of a sipping the, drink the is feeling. what you're telling me. But yeah, uh, they were also expensive. Hmm. Like the Deep Space, the shitty Red Bull one was like eight bucks for the can. The really Holy good tasting crap. one was nine bucks a can. That's big. That's like twice the pricing. cost of a Red Bull. Yes, it absolutely is. Uh, although, quite frankly, that is very expensive. For any kind of marijuana flavored or marijuana thing, that's expensive, but it's not too absurd. Because, like, if you compare this, if you compare this to, like, drinking beer or wine or something like that, one bottle of wine might take care of you for the night, and a nine bottle, $9 bottle of wine would be an exceptionally cheap wine. Uh, for a six pack of beer for nine bucks, you are getting like the worst beer imaginable, basically. So all things considered, it's very expensive. But when it takes care of you for a night, it's not unreasonably expensive. How do they compare when it comes to other edibles like gummies, though? Uh, I haven't had any of the gummies. Oh, okay. I, I have gummies. had chocolates. Oh, chocolates. And those ones were pretty good. Chocolates got me almost in trouble once. Almost. Yeah. The the chocolates that you get from the from the cannabis stores. Yeah. They're, they're good. They're good. They're and good? last last year was the only time I had them. Yeah. Uh but they were on for half price. So like there was four twenty a chocolate. Of course. And uh those had oh. as much THC as these ones do. And yeah, those ones are great. They were just exactly the same. So wait, wait, hold on. It was just like some chocolates that had the exact content in an entire drink? So the problem with the chocolates, I think, are that I don't know about anybody else. I know some people like to like just pick a bit of chocolate or whatever. But like, so the chocolate is like fairly simple, like in its packaging and it's like actual shaping of the chocolate. It's just like you can break off a square. Yeah, oh. I know some people break off squares of chocolate, but when I have a chocolate bar before me, I would like the bar. I purchased the bar, if you would. Okay. I wish, I like, I, 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 I didn't get like totally screwed. By the way, I'm just saying that I wish the 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 THC content was like for the whole bar as opposed to like per square, because you're only really supposed to have like two squares, maybe. Yeah, so so the serving size is kind of what I'm getting at. It's like I so me personally, I don't drink fizzy drinks very fast. I feel like even if it was a small can, like a 200 mil can, it would still take me like half an hour ish to sip all of that. So that one kind of makes sense. I was kind of shocked when you said you had the whole thing in like five minutes when you mentioned the mango yeah, pineapple one. one. Hell yeah! I so, mean, I think people are more often faster drinkers of the fizzy than you are yeah so i'm i'm kind of an outlier there but like when you talk about uh something like you're supposed to have two chocolates well yeah you can eat two chocolates very quickly 
like very, very quickly. Uh, in my experience, the chocolates, at least for the 10 milligram ones, uh -huh. they were about the size of like. Uh, like a truffle? Uh, what was it? Like, no, uh, no. do you know, do you know like caramel squares? Yeah, yeah. So it was like four of those put together. Holy like four crap. squares of a caramel square. And for yeah. the whole thing, for all four of them, it was 10 milligrams total. So you could break it into four squares and get two and a half milligrams per square, which is pretty good for some people. But for me, I would need the whole 10. I get and, that. Uh, I'm just saying, like, the I only thing I wish, is, like, like, chocolate is dangerous. And some kid I wish it who was the like, size of a full chocolate a, some bar. Some kid who's like, you know, 110 pounds soaking wet is like, ooh, chocolate. And I'm allowed to have cannabis because maybe they're, you know, whatever. <laughs> and it's just very easy to consume that whole thing. And then get annihilated. Yep. Oh yeah. Like Dio, she she drank half a can of uh the the marijuana pop yesterday, and she was properly done. Oh wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. the The whole serving size thing is is actually a very interesting discussion because everybody sort of eats a little differently. But you also kind of have yes. to wonder what the the designers in the back are thinking when they're making these choices. Yeah. Uh, there are certain cans. There were some cans that were like 2.5 milligrams per can. Hmm. So those ones would be for people who either want to have like three or four drinks in a night uh, or for people who would not be able to uh, handle the higher amounts. And so they could like dose themselves differently. Mm -hmm. I will say, though, that like with all this, I'm saying like be careful. I mean, be careful in general because like. A joint will hit people differently too, like smoking it, like other ways of ingesting weed are less reliable, I think, content-wise in some ways, but I think it's due to the certain almost like desire of, uh, for like things like chocolate, for example, that's where the danger really is. It's not just the idea of that you're getting high. It's like, if you are someone who really likes chocolate... And you're like, oh, and I yeah. get high sometimes. If you have a square, that might not be enough for you, sort of, from like, like it's like a once you pop, you can't stop kind of idea. The the real pro tip is if you if you buy like marijuana chocolate, also buy some good real chocolate too, to go so that it. when you want more chocolate, you don't have more of the the marijuana chocolate. You have Hopefully, like the yeah. Toblerone, yeah. or the 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 the, the little seashell white swirl chocolate mix things all oh, those ones are so good or just some crappy valentine's chocolate <laughs> or yeah, some especially if Easter it's chocolate. half cost now that you mention yes. it aren't toblerones like a christmas thing i think so at least here they're they an are. all year thing now oh are they you can get them any time of the year but like their marketing comes alive in the winter oh okay they they so. actually have ones with like a, a flower printed on the box for valentine's day <laughs> of course they do Wow, magical for your love. Yes, for the one know, day really of the like year. I, I can have Toblerone once every like five years and be good. Like I like Toblerone, but it's because it's got like so much stuff. It's very rich. I feel like I was like, I was just like, yeah, I don't need it again for a while. Yee. Yeah. And you don't need this podcast again for a while. A whole At least week. a week. Let it let it settle for a week and then come back. Don't consume all of them at the same time. You probably have other things to do. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, everyone. Thank Good night. You. Good night. Good morning.
Set the place on fire.